Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This week, we've got Jay DeVillier. What people are now calling him... Uh, all right, redo. <laughs> Jay, this is what happens. He he tries a few times, and then I have to jump on and actually do it for real. Uh, I know. You, you, you're... You want... <laughs> Dude, why not? Do you want to try you doing the intro this week? Do you want me to? Okay. Okay. Rip and it. We're going. Here we go. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to everyone's favorite pickleball. Uh... One more time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to everyone's favorite pickleball. Uh... One more time. <laughs> okay. Greg, I want you to clip this. You, you okay. want Here to... we go. Here we go. No, well, let me try, Jay, no. one more time. Well, do you want to do it, Jay? No, no. no I'm just... Okay, here we go. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Pickle Pod, everybody's favorite pickleball podcast. We are the voices of pickleball. I'm here with my co-host, Thomas Shields, and an even greater get than Thomas is our dear, dear friend and one of the top-ranked professional pickleball players in the world, Jay DeVillier. Jay, what's up, dude? Hey, guys. How are you doing? We're good. Uh, Should we even talk to Thomas at all or just kind of leave him out of this one? I don't know. Yeah. Um, We'll figure it out. You and I have a good relationship. uh, We do. Thomas uh, barely talked lately, so I don't know. Yeah, he's yeah. Kind well, of you've been you've been a little upset with me lately. You're <laughs> accusing me of favoring certain players over you on my social media, in particular TikTok. And are you? Uh, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan, though. That's why I uh, I just wanted to let you know. Yeah. Okay. It wait. Hurts. Hold on. It hurts when you love something so much and they don't love you back, right, Jay? That's right. That's right. So well, we'll get there, and this podcast, this episode, uh-huh. hopefully, will bring us closer to that point that that you've always wanted between us. Yes. First question, though, <laughs> to start off. Because, oh, you're gonna just jump right into it here? No, no, no. Well, going because you kind of started off saying his name. I guess I knew you were going to, but we need to get some clarification on the pronunciation of De Villiers, De Villiers. I can do or it. Divier. No, uh, I can do it. Jocelyn de Villiers. Oh, that's very good. I'm not kidding. That was pretty, pretty accurate here. So what is I, it? I lived in Switzerland for a while. For Tizen, another point for Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> I, I speak amateur French. I lived in Switzerland for two years and Belgium for a year as a pro cyclist. So I had to get around in French. It's not perfect. I, je- I definitely learned it from professional cyclists. So I know like all the swear words, I know how to yell at people. I know how to push people out of the way on a bike. That's the type of uh, French I know. Got it. I lived in Luxembourg for three months and I know zero French. So uh, Luxembourg doesn't speak French. That's probably they speak everything, dude. They speak German, <laughs> French. Don't they have and, their same language? The, don't they have their own language? The reason I too? didn't have to learn French is because they <laughs> mostly spoke pretty solid English. So. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, Jay's here doing an interview in English. So thank you, Jay, for uh, you know, learning will, the entire language for us. I will yeah. try. I'm still, I'm still, it's a work process still, you know. Yeah, just song. Did I say that right? Jocelyn. No, Jocelyn. That wasn't right. There's no way that was right. Mine was right. Yeah, his was right. All he right, was... Jay, can you say it, though? Let's just hear you say it. Jocelyn de Villiers. Okay. I nailed it, honestly. I'm going to stick with Jay de Villiers. That's is, that, 
that's that better. Good? Do you yeah, that's that? better than what they are saying when they announce it over loudspeakers at the tournaments. Yeah. Well, they say um, Divier. Yeah, because they're using like a Spanish double L instead of the French double L. Mm. You pronounce the L in France, but in if it was a Spanish name, the L makes like a, a Y sound, the double L's, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're just trying to sound smarter than us all episode. No, I mean, I think I just am, but, uh, <laughs> nice. Um, well, okay. On this, on the, uh, on the topic of names though, uh-huh. I also want to, uh, bring up the most common nickname you likely hear, which is the flying Frenchman. And I'd like to say that I'm not a fan of it and I think we can do better, but first, and I, I have a couple suggestions for you first. Do you have any other nicknames that are common for you or any that you like in particular? You know, not really. I mean, it's it's funny because I don't even know how the Flying Frenchman started. It's I, think, I, I think I could put two and two together and figure well, it out. Well, right, but like, I don't even know who started it and everything. Um, there was I, I was a time where it just clicked. Yeah, no, I, mean, I, I thought people were going to call me Frenchie. So, I mean, so... I don't know. Jay, Jay was the simplest way. It started with Jay um, when I was in college, and then he just kept there. And yeah. So you consider Jay a nickname then? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Is uh, the Flying Frenchman, did you have that in college when you were playing tennis and stuff, or did that originate yeah. in pickleball? Yeah, in pickleball. Uh, okay. In, in tennis, I was fairly slow. I didn't move very well. So not flying well you you have such like you're so big that on the pickleball court you can basically just like take one step and you're on the the whole other side so you can walk into an ernie you're the only player who can walk into an ernie do you think uh physiques if we're going down this route physiques in tennis and pickleball uh differ and is there an advantage to one and not to the other because you said you're not very fast on a tennis court is your size more advantageous in pickleball? You know, it's just uh, I feel like tennis is different because, you know, when you're playing on a tennis court, the court is so much bigger. You mm-hmm. have to read the game. It's more physical in terms of long running, but it's not as explosive as pickleball. So I felt like I, I felt on a, on a tennis court, I was not as explosive as I am in, in, on a pickleball court. Um, I actually think playing pickleball helped my tennis game on, on that aspect. Um, but, um, yeah, it's just different, different preparation. Um, already in tennis, you work on intervals Mm -hmm. and I think, uh, pickleball it's intervals, Mm -hmm. but even quicker, like very explosive stuff. So yeah, definitely different. Got it. Um, I have a pretty in, in depth question for you, Jay. Oh, Tyson, we can't go to another question yet. We have to suggest the new, new nicknames. nicknames. Oh, okay. I, I have to say well, Frenchie is the worst. Friend, you don't want to be called Frenchie, right? Well, yeah. Well, I, don't, don't call me ball hog, Thomas. Ball hog? Is, uh-huh. Who is going to call you that? Do people call you that? All the people in the comments. <laughs> All the people on the on the TikToks. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I got into like, I started like fighting with people too, being like, well, you have to understand they're going to target the weaker player often that ends up in mixed at the highest level being the female it's not always the case people were naturally offended mm-hmm. uh, yes, i realized yeah. i had gone down a, an unwinnable path yes and i quickly um retreated put yes. your tail between your legs and cowered well, exactly you no know, no but the truth is a lot of time people don't understand when they watch a highlight mm-hmm. i'm actually taking a lot of balls on the highlights but if you look at the entire match Usually Jesse works harder than I am doing. You know, yeah. it's just on the highlight. I'm like stepping and taking balls, and and we are like, oh, this guy is so sexist. He's not letting her play. Like, oh, I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's a bit brutal here. But you know, I mean, I'm like, she's working so hard all day. I'm trying to help her once in a while. Um, but is is know. that partly what it is when you're stepping across the court? Is to like alleviate and give her a little bit of a break? Yeah, you know, release some pressure on her and and put some pressure on the opponents as well, you know. Yeah. Um, but again, like when I take so much court, I'm also opening the court on my side. So it's a bit, it's such a tricky game that you don't want to do all the time. But when you watch a highlight, uh, you're like, oh man, the guy is playing single. He's doing this all the time. But if you look at the entire match, it's actually 
uh, Jesse working harder than I am. I'm just like on the comforting, comfort, and, waiting for the ball to come to me. Yeah. Well, and uh, to be fair to everyone listening, when Jay and I are on the same team, he comes over onto my side of the court even more than he does Jesse's. So it's not necessarily a gender issue here. <laughs> yeah. No, no, well, but that's, it, that was kind of my point. It's the, you know, it's, um, it's a weaker player or, or oh, it's, you're just assuming I'm the weaker player of the two. Ouch. You are Tyson. I hate <laughs> to break it to you. <laughs> okay. Well, I've been taken down a notch. That's uh, I don't have any more notches to go. Comments, <laughs> so be All careful right. with your words. If you here. look at the highlight of Tyson, it's me against Jesse Dink in cross court where Tyson is not getting the ball at all. So I guess I was targeted. At they were time. avoiding me. Yeah. <laughs> The weaker player at that moment but tyson was dressed in a really cool outfit so yeah it's points for that look i'm wearing a, a do no, you recognize it. this jay hasn't washed babar. it it's babar babar yeah, yeah you know the, it's a french oh, cartoon yeah. isn't it i remember yeah 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 this oh, is a oh. cool little fila jacket this is i didn't bring the jacket with me thomas this is uh so this is clean and i washed the pants so i can wear them because those pants are so fire, dude. <laughs> All right. I've got the first nickname I want to recommend or, okay. or, or suggest, and we'll get your feedback on. Okay. The French fry, because you fry your opponents. The French fry. Um. <laughs> Pass. Pass. I, I've got one, and this isn't nope. necessarily. Nope. Next one. Oh. Axe murderer. Oh, I like that. The, the paddle being the axe. Okay. And the last one for me, the carnivorous croissant. A croissant. I'll pass too. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably insulting, right, Jay? Oh, for three. All right, Tyson, what do you got? Well, this is this is only when Jay body bags somebody, meaning he hits the ball into their body. And for the uh, for the rally win, uh, they just got French kissed. <laughs> but that's not a nickname. That's like his signature move. Yeah, the French kiss. Yeah. Uh, funny, I don't right? have a nickname. The thing is, is that nicknames have to materialize organically based on a certain situation someone has witnessed. If so if someone saw him flying over the corner of the kitchen and came up with the term "flying Frenchman." that materialized naturally and it is what it is now. So uh, we have to come up with a nickname that is associated with Jay based on his actions. And so, so you're I saying Axe Murderer is not a fit. We're going to go no on Axe Murderer for that reason. I think Flying Frenchman is the best of the four right now, but only because it materialized naturally and it is already associated with him. Uh, Jay? I guess you have some input in the matter, but not really because it's the audience who ends up determining what they call you, right? I, as long as they remember me, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever it takes. Well, okay. well, right now, as far <laughs> as the viewers go. I an apostle, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, on, on, in some of those comments, they, uh, I think they called you pig because, uh, you know, you were stepping in front of the. In front of yeah. the in front of the well, no. I mean, I, I see it a lot of times. It's funny to read those comments. I mean, I, I know some players get very um, upset or they, they took it very personally. I, I don't. I feel like it's hilarious. Uh, um, and I joke about it. My my wife always look at it too. And she's like, oh yeah, that's sure. You know, like she, she likes to emphasize a bit more on it. So yeah. great. <laughs> every, time I, uh, every time I post one of the Newmans, if Riley steps in front of Lindsay, and the commenters go after him, Lindsay will get in there. She'll get into the comments and she'll start like firing back, which I love. Big fan of that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, me fighting back, I don't think it's a good idea. No. Riley fighting back is not a good idea, but Lindsay, at least like, you know, it makes sense. So. Yeah. I've learned, uh, I mean, I've been in the public eye uh, for over a decade. You cannot fight your fights on the internet because you yeah. won't win and it's not worth it. It's a waste of energy. It's a waste of time. You usually end up looking worse than if you just like ignored it. 
And the yeah. best thing you can do is let other people who understand what's happening fight for you. <clears throat> so, um, uh, lesson learned. Yeah, lesson learned. Thomas, uh, he should not have gotten involved there. Uh, I think in it's going to get even worse. It's going to get even worse uh, yeah. when we have betting. Yeah. Uh, you think, yeah, it definitely will. Along those lines, Jay, I have a question that I, I went to the PPA. We actually commentated on the gold medal match uh, for mixed doubles, which you were yep. in, and eventually won, which was incredible. Uh, you came back from uh, – it was a best of five. You came back down two to yep. win three in a row for the gold medal. So congratulations on that. But my mm -hmm. question here is that with betting, with the rise in the sport, with everything uh, going the way, the trajectory that it's going – I come from a cycling background and I watched as Lance Armstrong was one of the first riders to only target the tour de France. Mm -hmm. His only objective of the season was the tour de France. Are we going to see some type of more specific specialization in the sport of pickleball right now? You're playing singles, you're playing mixed doubles and you're playing men's doubles, yeah. but especially on a final Sunday where you're playing multiple matches in the eyes of a sponsor, I would assume a single gold medal is better than three silver medals. I, I think so too. Um, Are we going to see these people specialize yeah. completely on one? And also there's another term in cycling called marginal gains, where an even half a percent gain in your performance is an advantage over your opponent. So I'm seeing from my perspective and from my professional background as an athlete, I, my prediction as the sport gains in uh, professionalism is that the doubles partners are going to have to live next to each other and train with each other most of the year. You're not going to be able to live cross country from your, because the more you get to know each other, the better you probably play with each other. Even if it's a 1% gain overall, that's still a gain. On top of that, singles and doubles are a much different game. Do you have time? Or would it be more advantageous to just focus on one? And then even gendered doubles versus mixed doubles is also a different game. So how specialized are we going to see players focus? Well, you know, this is a great question. I feel like some players are already doing that for singles. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I can name some, like Frank Anthony Davis is really focused on singles more than doubles and mixed. I don't right. think there is anything wrong with that. Um, the reason why it's not happening a lot yet, I, I just think the money is just not there. Um, if, if you were guaranteed to make enough money on one event, maybe you want to focus just on that event right now. You know, if you want to make good money, you got to play the free event and hopefully uh, place on the free event. So I think you're right. Down the road, it's going to happen uh, where people are going to specialize either doubles or mixed or singles. But it just it's more on a financial point. Um, I see it like myself, Ben, uh, Tyson, Zane. We we play the free event all the time, and when singles is the last one, it's. It's tough. It's very tough, especially if we did well in in doubles and and mixed because we went far. So we we used a lot of energy, and then we we're playing against French fresh players on Sunday, and that's that's not easy. So um, I think uh, in the future we'll have to to choose whether we want to play all of them or want to you know just play one. But again, it has to make sense, and I I don't think right now it does. Um, okay. But and and um, that's the reason why people are playing a lot, a lot of events. So let's uh, pinpoint uh, Tyson here because he played two events on Sunday. Yeah, was second in both of them. Yeah, you have to assume that the second event he played there, the first event took a toll on him physically and may oh, have, yeah. you know, maybe cost him victory, maybe not. At at this stage in the game, is it more worth it to him to get? two second place medals than to get one gold medal? Yes. Okay. And and this is this is where, you know, when this start changing, I think, you know, you will start refocusing your mindset. Like Lucy used to play the free event as well, Lucy Kovalova, and now yeah. she does 
play singles. She focused just on doubles and mix to 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 have. Uh, I mean, I don't want to talk for her, but like I, I feel like it's it's a smart move. She has been doing so well so far on those two events. Maybe if she sees a purpose of playing singles, she might come back. You know, yeah. This is where like it has to make sense, and um, I feel like Tyson is in a great shape physically. And he can he can he can perform on all three events because of that. Maybe maybe five years from now he, he's not able to recover as quickly, and then he has to decide only on two events. And maybe it makes more sense as well financially for him to just play two events rather than the three events. Um, right now it's just very tough. And like I said, the better you do, uh, a lot of players don't understand. You you're like, oh man, like this is an underperformance. Well, you know when you had played. You have played on your third week in a row, and you're you've been doing so well on all events. Yeah, it, it start to you know to get brutal physically, and right. uh, at that level, you're a little step slower, and that that opens up for the opponent to play better. I feel like in the case of Tyson, if he did two finals, the first final he, he was down two set to nothing in doubles, came back yeah. to all to lose in the fifth. So he's already. M- mentally a bit affected from losing that match and then right. he's playing and he played game. five games as well he had yeah. to play yeah he played five games so physically and mentally a bit uh, affected and then he's playing a guy that is in a great shape that yeah. is playing unbelievable one of the fastest guys on the court right and yeah. and you have to perform again so it's not it's not easy it doesn't matter how how physically prepared you are and mentally prepared you are for that it's it's always uh, a challenge and i think uh I mean, that's why Ben was on, unreal for a long time. He was triple crowning. That was just, people don't realize how hard it is to do that. So I triple crowned this morning. <laughs> uh, Jay, another uh, option. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you think about this. In professional mountain biking, or when I started amateur mountain biking on a junior level, they required that, all at some events, they required that all participants raced the hill climb, the cross country, and the downhill. And then cumulatively, they came up with points. Would that be an option as well to say everybody has to play all three as at the pro level? And then we're going to work some other system out. Or is that no? Uh, I don't think it is because, again, like if you're forcing people to play, yeah, you're going to see people tanking or not. You know, it's not good for the sport. You rather have people fighting, you know, as hard as they can, trying to give the best, and that's what produces the best in every player. And then you, when you have that happening, the levels start rising. People enjoy watching more because, again, like it's more watchable when you have players that do that full time and train so hard to get to that point. Then you enjoy watching, and you're like, oh man, I wish I could be this person. But I, I, I feel like if you if you watch someone and you're like, oh man, I could do that so easy. That's so easy. Then that's how I watch all sporting events. No matter right. how good I am as an athlete, I'm like, I could probably throw that 90 yard touchdown pass. Why wouldn't I be able to do that? But, but this is overconfidence. Like, you admire more after you, you, you recognize more like you're like, oh man, this guy works so hard. Right. And then, then you start understanding the process of how to be that good, you know? Okay. I think. Cool. Uh, well, I hope we get to that point. I mean, right now it is, it's fun to watch and I, and I'm just thinking down the road as the fields get way deeper than they are because they're going to right? the level of the, it's just going to come to the top where instead of, you know, playing against 10 different people, you're now playing against 30 or 40 or 50 people who could all have a chance at winning. And then people are going to have to look at every single slim margin of gain they can acquire going into every tournament. Yeah. No, the, the draws are getting bigger. Um, just in Vegas, like the single draw, there were 45 players. Wow. So um, it, it's. And how many of those 45 had a real potential to win? I, you know, I mean, I would say, again, there are like four or five players that have been really on top of the game in singles, but mm-hmm. you have like another 15 that could upset any top players at any moment. So out of those 45, you had 20 that compete regularly 
at the highest level, you have another 10 that, that are good players that are getting there, that are young sometimes. I mean, we're yeah. newcomers that need the experience to play at that level. And then you had another probably five or five that are new to the game that are trying. But it's um, it's getting more and more competitive. Players figure things out. They, they actually learn from the top players. Um, I mean, if we look back more than a year ago when I started playing full-time i uh, i remember cal yates was really at the top of the game still yeah um, ben was already there 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 were so many players that were way more successful than what they are now and it's not because they got worse it's just the level has risen and there are more better players coming in and it's who is able to catch a train and always get better that will remain um at the top and that's never easy that's never right. easy right yeah it's it's wild to see the way it's developed in just the past even like six months alone because if we go back six months it was at least in my mind the way i was looking at it in men's singles ben was gonna win it was ben ben johns was gonna win and there really wasn't a question about that it was just hey who's gonna take silver and bronze now if we look at the landscape i always believed in you jay thank you now if we look at the landscape from a singles perspective, it's you, Jay, JW, who's who's probably the most recent newcomer, uh, Tyson McGuffin, who's been there for a while, Zane Navratil, who's been battling since, um, you know, just under a year, I would say, um, and then yeah, so you would you would round out that that five in addition to to Ben, and it's it's more competitive than ever, and. Um, I now am, am more engaged in these singles matches and in the singles tournament overall because it's like, who's going to win? Yeah. And, and you know, there is like Joseph Gabriel, that he's very strong as well. Mm-hmm. Ryan Sherry, that he's very strong. Frank Anthony Davis, Jack Foster, and Deco Barr. Like, I mean, I could name like five more guys. Like Rob Nunnery was unbelievable in Texas. You know, like uh, AJ Kohler, same thing. Like, it's not like... Those guys can play unbelievable. He's just maintaining that level, but he's not easy to do yet. But this is where it's it's just so competitive, you know, and, and just being able to 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 stay at the top all the time is a tough challenge, especially with with um the way PPA runs the tournament as a kind of once as a single elimination in a certain way, because if you lose, you can finish only third. So it puts even more pressure knowing that the level is getting better and better every time. Uh, I had one more question mm-hmm. before uh, Thomas, unless you want to jump in with something, but too late. Look at, he's looking at his phone. I'm going to do it. I'm right. Serve. Yeah. There's been a lot of talk about the serve. I saw you do the Zane hand spin serve in the doubles match a couple times. Unbelievable. Yeah. You see so much, so much spin as so much almost, reaction. I couldn't almost yeah. as good as Zane. Like, but maybe better, know, maybe better. I think it was better, but I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to brag about it. Yeah, uh, we know that serve is going away. Yeah, are people going to just get squeeze the most out of it they can in 2021 and then kiss it goodbye? Are you working on a different serve? Do you know what you're going to do next? Do you have plans to adopt the Morgan Evans serve? What? is the future of the serve what are we going to see next year as these rules are coming into play you know it, it's tricky i'm i've never been a big fan of um the, the zane serve to be honest yeah but if uh, everyone else is doing it you have to anyways right, right? right. but zane started with the paddle yeah um, and and it's not against zane i love zane he's a good friend of mine it's yes it, doesn't mean, seem like it doesn't yeah. seem like it. <laughs> he's a good friend of mine as well uh sounds like yeah. a beef <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, <laughs> when, when I beat him, I love match. when I lose to him, I hate his serve. That's how I do. Um, but no, the truth is, um, I, I'm a true believer that, like tennis, you toss the ball with your opposite hand. Um, so he, he, for me, the first thing to do is to toss with your left hand and then swing it. Mm-hmm. So Morgan Evans serve is insane in my opinion. I mean, I've played with it, with him. I've got so many free points. Um, and it requires a lot of skills to do what he's doing. So yes. I feel like this serve is legal for that reason, because I mean, I'm coming from the tennis 
tennis world where you can do a kick serve, a slice, a flat, like you can mix things, but you're still tossing with your left hand. And that's what Morgan has really managed to develop is that toss, creating that spin that is, is unbelievable. And I think this should be legal because it's not everyone can do that. Illegal uh, or legal? legal? Legal. I think it should be legal because he toss with the left hand and swing with the right hand. And, and we have this rule in pickleball that says if you hit with your hand here while you're holding your paddle, it's part of the paddle. So if you are technically tossing from the right hand with your left hand like this, doing the flick like most players do, like myself including right now, yeah. I'm technically hitting the paddle since it's part of the paddle. And that's what I'm not a big fan. I don't think you should be able to do that. If you can manage to create that spin with your left hand, do it. That's something that you, you know, you deserve it. Like you worked it, you, you managed to do it, but it's also way easier for, for the players to return it. Like if I'm playing against Morgan events, I'm not saying I will get his serve like 100% of the time. It's tough because he's generating so much spin, but I can read the way the ball is going to go, whereas Zane sometimes was so hidden that you you couldn't. And then it takes away skills, in my opinion. And now I'm just reacting and surviving, where actually reading Morgan Evans' serve requires me to have skills to really serve, but it requires requires him to have skills to create that spin. So I think that's where I am more for it. I feel like it's, um, I think the sport is going to go that way where players will be able to generate some kind of spin through bad hands and create that. And that should be legal in my, in my, my opinion. But um, mm -hmm. I think it has a big effect, effect on the game, uh, especially in singles. Yeah. Okay. So do you think, are you going to be working specifically on a serve like Morgan Evans? Uh, and how do you work on that? Do you just sit on your couch and toss the ball with your left hand until you generate that spin? Like what is, because uh, Morgan spins it with his non-paddle hand, Yep. tosses it and sp gets quite a bit of spin. And he does like some weird pinchy maneuver. Mm -hmm. And then he chops it so hard, you have to have precision to be able to hit the ball at that angle on your paddle and still put it in in play yeah like that's what i meant that's what i meant it requires skills to do that and yeah i'm not personally working on it i i try to um you know to work as hard as i can on on different things that i need to get better um my service definitely something i need to master comparing to the top players i feel like especially for singles again yeah but um no i'm working more on finding more depth, um, more speed, more depth, and more accuracy. That's really what I'm working on. Um, once I got that down, maybe I will start working on that flick. And, and, uh, got yeah. it. I, I have a confession real quick. I was always a fan of the Zane serve. I loved watching it. It was mind-blowing to see on TV. I was always like, oh, that was heroic to like Zane invent this serve and then utilize it as a weapon and people know it's coming and still have a hard time with it. Uh, in Vegas, I made a bet with Zane that I could return two of five or three of five of his serves. We went uh -huh. to a court and I thought, okay, I know it's going, it's going out this side. I'm going to be ready for it. And even though I knew what direction it was going, I was not prepared for how hard it kick. went. It kicked so hard. It went from a 90 degree angle. Honestly, it hit the ground 90 degree out, not even close. I wasn't even close. And at that point I realized I am not a fan of this serve at all. And the quicker this serve can be gone so that I never have to be humiliated again, the better. So I now am seeing both sides of it. At least you didn't get hurt. I've seen people falling down. Oh, yeah. I mean, and if I were in a game where I was really, really, really trying, I could easily have fallen down. I got my paddle on one of the five and it almost went over the net, but it would have gone over the net in such a way that he would have just slammed it and yeah. gotten the point anyways. So now I'm seeing both sides a little bit. Obviously I'm not as athletic or quick or as in tune with the game as 
uh, the pros playing at Zane's level. So uh, my uh, my vision is skewed a little bit, but it was ridiculous. And I feel ashamed and I'm embarrassed that I'm even talking about it right now here. And I'm going to post the video. I filmed it. <laughs> Just to clarify, uh-huh. so Tyson and Jay, uh, if we were to put a bow on this, what you're saying is that Zane serve is bad sportsmanship. And once he has to go back, <laughs> bad once, once he, once he has to play by the rules, everybody else has to play by, he might as well jump down to five Oh, or maybe even four five, mm-hmm. uh, because that's really the only reason he's winning. And, and Jay, that's kind of what you're saying here. Correct. hundred percent. That's what I, uh, I'm got it. You, you took it from my mouth. Um, yeah. No, no, but like truly, I, you know, you have to be um, realistic. Zane is an unbelievable athlete. I, I have heard a lot of people actually saying, <laughs> I mean, I joke a, a lot with him about it because some player says, oh, as soon as he's serving, he's gone. Like Zane is never going to win again. And I'm like, well, you know, you can say that. The guy is unbelievable on both sides. He can hit forehand and back in so clean. He's so quick. He's going to be good still. Um, I think he will have to readjust a bit maybe. Um, but he was getting so many free points out of that. Like that's, that's for sure. You know, it's so, um, if someone missed a return, it's just like such a release. He might not get as many free points. So his matches might get a bit tougher, but I still think he's going to be at the top of the game. Um, like I said, he's a great athlete. I just think, um, it's gonna the match is the first few rounds he has when he's beating them like 11 1 11 0 because they didn't figure out the serve he might have longer matches and that might carry on carry on him a bit longer for during the tournament you know when you're on the fourth fifth match when you had yeah. those easy match that helps yeah that helps a lot yeah, i you don't think about that and Ener- just energy conservation in, in yeah. general and, mm-hmm. and how that plays a role in in later matches uh that said we're gonna cut out everything you just said because you were complimentary towards Zane. I don't like that. <laughs> I, um, I also wanted to state my true opinion. Zane can do that serve to anyone he wants, except for me. I like watching it. I like seeing it on TV. It's just because it's still mind blowing. Like just watching the trajectory of the ball shift so quickly. I'm a fan of watching that and being like, Oh, uh, I'm not a fan of it happening to me face to face with Zane. So uh, if I were the ruling committee, I would have been on there and been like, it's fine for Zane to do it to other people, but if he does it to me, he's going to ban it. Yeah. <laughs> we, we will ban it. Once, we will ban it. Otherwise, we'll keep it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, Jay. So I want to talk a little bit about your partnership with Jesse Irvin. I think you guys are um, pretty impressive when you're playing alongside one another. Are you going to continue to play some more tournaments together throughout 2022? Is that something we can expect to see in the future? Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm not playing with her anymore this year. Uh, that was my last tournament uh, in Vegas. Um, but I'm planning to play with her in 2022. As Should long we as... ask her, though, to see if she also that, agrees? That's a, that was a, I was going to tell that, you know? I mean, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, it's not up to me. Um Women have this privilege to to choose. There are a lot of guys um, that are very good. I'm um, I'm doing my best as I can. I know she's doing her best too. I enjoy playing with her so far. So, yeah, no, I mean, I'm planning on playing with her. And if things go well, we'll keep playing. If things don't go well, we'll probably um, find someone else. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a nice political answer. What about on the what about on the men's side? Are we going to be seeing you alongside anybody new next year? Yeah, I'm going to play some tournaments uh, with Tyson. So we are. Mm-hmm. Yes, I like that. I'm hitting the road. I'm traveling the circuit. Uh, Tyson and Jay, number one Tyson. duo in uh, in doubles. I'm excited, yep. Jay. I'm going to start. I'll probably start doing some cardio and weightlifting and you stuff. Start training. Okay, I will. Uh, you can come out here and we can do like a Rocky training montage from you were You were saying something very accurate. You need to live close to me because that's uh, how we're going to get the 1% better. So Correct. Um, Tyson's I'm, headed to Wichita. Yep. Yep. I heard you don't you want to live in Arizona? Uh, it's too hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's only like 70 degrees today. 
Yeah, yeah, no. Winter is great. Summer. So let's live at my place in the winter, and then we'll move to your place in the. That the works. Summer. That works. That's works. Bring okay. the kiddo. I will. Yeah. But cool. Okay, so we're gonna see you alongside Tyson McGuffin as well. I assume mm-hmm. next year, men's doubles. Yeah. yeah. I like that team a lot, uh, and I'm just generally excited to see some of the new partnerships next year. Um, going back to Jesse really quickly. She's had uh, a great track record of late, been meddling a lot. Uh, I feel like she was kind of just um, hanging around the podium at the beginning of the year, but now she's really starting to to walk away with some medals, including some golds. Has anything changed about her game, or is there anything in in particular that you notice about her game that uh, that you like or stands out to you? You know, the first time I'm I I, I met. Jesse was actually on a at the tournament of champions in 2019. She played with Ben, and I I was playing with um, Larissa Booth at that moment, and and it was like one of my first tournaments, and um, I had to play qualies, and Ben and Simone were uh, Ben and um, Jesse were in qualies too, so I had to play them in qualies, so I was pretty upset with that because. I knew I was if I didn't win that match, I would not go through. Um, so it was one of the first tournaments that had qualies too. So that that was like a new experience. And I played her and, and I felt like she was fairly new to the game as well. And she had a lot of power, very aggressive. And and I thought like, wow, she she's gonna disrupt the 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 woman tour because not many players were playing that aggressive at the time. And now and then in 2020, that's what she did. Like we we had COVID obviously that stopped us from March to August. But when she started, she was very aggressive, had a lot of success. And then 2021, um, players started playing more aggressive. They started dinking differently as well. Before it was what I call the passive dinking, where it was just back and forth. Now they they were pushing more, creating space. And I think they were a difficult time for for our team with um, with Jeff. They they were playing very well. Um, in 2020 and 2021, they started struggling a bit more because players, again, got better and started figuring out their game. Um, and then in, you know, when you're not winning, it's hard to have confidence. I think she was just lacking a little of confidence. And um, and lately she has been playing so well, winning a lot of tournaments, um, doing a lot of finals. Just just with her, I have four finals. Um three finals and, and one one tournament together. She had won Las Vegas with AJ Collar, mm-hmm. one with Katrin, like so many tournaments as well. So I think it's just confidence and um, she has improved her game overall. She's a very um, smart player. She um, is not stubborn in a certain way where, you know, a lot of time players are like, oh, I'm so good. I'm so good. I don't need to work on this. She's always up to open her a range and play better everywhere and i think that's what she did and and you know that's why she's so successful if you're willing to get better and um and you're very self-conscious of where you're at that's how you get better in my opinion yeah it's it's cool to see her her progress and and her start meddling um let's see what about uh as far as who else had pretty strong performances in vegas uh, Bar and Adam Stone was one that I think, uh, made a lot of people happy because they're, they're both like, everybody loves those two guys. Um, but they typically walk away with like, they play together all the time, but best they'll, they'll, they'll do is, is like silver. Um, what do you, what do you think was different about their game, this tournament? And is this something that we can just expect to see moving forward? I don't know if they're playing together in, in 2022, but maybe you can just talk a little bit about their game and I, I don't even know if they're going to play all year together. Um, I know Dekol played with several partners this year. Um, Adam did play with me some as well. Like, I, I think, you know, I love both guys. Like, Dekol's work hard. Adam is competing every time. Like, he, I think he has played as many or more tournaments than me. He's just, like, always chasing that gold. And, and he's such a... A uh, great fighter. I I love playing with him as well, and I was just very happy for them because, like you said, they usually um, either don't do great or do good, but they're not there. 
you know, they, they, they had that final in US Open. Um, they had another final, I don't remember where, but I remember that it's so close every time and they were not able to close the deal. And, and you know, seeing them winning two games to love, I was like, oh, this is too easy. And then 2-2, two, two, and I'm like, oh my goodness, they're going to lose it. I really thought they were going to lose it. And and them winning it in five was just so good for them because, I mean, you know, they like I said, like they've been chasing that. They wanted the gold, and it was the first title for Adam as well in PPA. So I I felt it was great. Just very happy. Yeah. I thought it was fun to see. Uh, in all my, uh, in, in most podcasts I listen to every once in a while, a text tone will go off and I check my own phone and I go, dang it, it wasn't mine. It was actually from the audio. So that's going to happen to our listeners here. So I'm now the, uh, the, the culprit. The culprit. Who's, who, it wasn't my phone. Whose phone was it? Was it you, Jay? <laughs> yeah. okay. You're talking right. to a professional podcaster and a professional pickleball player. Whose phone do you think it is? <laughs> nice. I was kind of like a slight roast there. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Just a little light roast. Little on, the court, uh, on the court, light. Jay knows what he's doing. He's straight. When we're recording podcasts, I have, I'm not saying you don't, but like I have six years of experience. All right. Hey, hey, Jay. So you are one of the players who I think is really at the, the top of the game. Uh, and you're, you're, you're one of the rare ones who, um, plays a lot of both APP and PPAs. Mm-hmm. So you have an understanding of the landscapes there. The, the two tours, um, the APP just came out with the, the stipends. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that, what it means for the game? Um, and uh, yeah, just your thoughts. You know. And hold on, maybe we, should, maybe we should talk a little bit about what that is for our listeners yeah. really quickly. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, so just a, a general synopsis. So this is kind of what we put in the newsletter. I'll just read it directly. But the APP announced that they will provide stipends for the top players in each division for the 2022 tour season. The player rankings will follow the APP Onyx slash Dura standings list. And the stipend per tournament is based on those rankings. So depending on whether you're a top 10 male pro, a top, 10, a top seven female pro, and a top five senior pro, you can earn certain dollar amounts each tournament just for showing up uh, and being able to maintain your ranking uh, within your respective group throughout the year. Uh, before Jay gets into it, without his input, I have to say I love this. Yeah. It's good yeah. for the sport. I'll tell you. I mean, I can tell you why. It, cycling, it was the same. Like, depending on your rank as a team and the rank of the race you were participating in, that determined what the race had to pay you. They didn't call it a stipend. They called it an appearance or a participation fee or whatever. So if you were, like, the top tier level, pro level team, tier one, then you got paid X amount of dollars to participate in a tier one race, a tier two race, a tier three race. And if you were a tier two team, there was a different breakdown, tier three team, different breakdown. And so wherever the crossroads of the race and the team hit, that's what the team got paid. Uh, I like this because you're going to drive people to keep coming to the events to amass enough points to be the leaders. And then you're also going to drive lower ranked pros to the event to compete against the higher ranked pros, knowing that they're going to show up. Jay. That was me. Sorry. Um, no, I agree. I, I agree with what you, you said. Um, there are a lot of positive out of this and there are also some negatives, uh, in my opinion. Um, what are the negatives? Okay. Well, the negative is you're, you're helping the top pros. Who are making uh, enough money already, probably. That are already kind of making money um, and not helping the lower players to get into the sport. So this is where it's tricky. Because again, in my from my perspective, if I if I were new to the sport and I'm going to play a professional event, and let's say I'm gonna take Ben and Tyson and Zane as an example, you have those three names sign up. So most likely those guys are going to perform because they are at the top of the game. 
And I'm just, uh, I'm just like, okay, I got to play that tournament. I got to do very well to make money because only top four get, get something. So yeah. those three guys most likely are going to be in front of me unless I create an upset. On top of that, they get help to come to the tournament. And then they make more money than me because they already have sponsors. So it's not helping a new players at all. So that's where I'm not a big fan of it. Okay. But on the other hand is if you look at the top player side, we are not making good money yet. It's not like if I were to make a million a year and you're giving me my stipend, I would say like, this is ridiculous. Don't give it to me. I try to help the newer generation, but we are not making money. So this stipend is just so good for the pros right now and helping them to become actually real professional athletes. Hmm. Uh, so, so that's where I see the pros and the cons because Again, like if you want to see more players coming in, you need to have those lower hand players as well and give them an incentive to play. Um, I think what PPA is doing next year by paying per round instead of just placing top four, it's going to be a huge help because again, like if I'm a new player and I'm coming in, I am just going to be like, Oh, if I win that match, I'm going to get something. Even if it's not a lot, like it's motivating me to do better and try to chase that ranking. And, and if I'm top top five, then I get that stipend. You know what I mean? Like this mm -hmm. is a process of willing to get better. But if you're coming and you're like, oh, I'm just wasting money. I'm not making money. I'm doing this as a hobby. What's the point? So then it's not helping the sport to grow. This person is going to quit playing, professionally at least. And you're going to end up with the same players winning the same tournaments over and over again so i think this is where the pros and cons is i just i think it's just a matter of time that uh, top players make more money and and can live off it um but um it's getting to the right direction it's just sometimes we we need to see all the variant of it i think so so you're saying if an players go and they make it past the first round they get fifty dollars a hundred dollars something yeah. they get yeah. into it they they win their second round now they get a hundred and fifty dollar bonus for winning the second round and so yeah. on and so forth so that the more you win so still at the end of the day the person who's won the most matches is the gold medalist who then gets the biggest pot yeah yeah so so this is where like uh, if they do that in tennis they pay per round um if you look at a draw Let's say a 32 draw, you will have the top eight seated, and the 20, the other 24 are random. You mm -hmm. know, the one will be on top, the two will be on the bottom, three and fourth will be flipped, and then for the semis, and then five through eight will be flipped for the quarters. So you're guaranteed, most likely, if those players perform, to have them in quarters and semis, and then the rest is open, and then you have the prize money, how much they're gonna make per round. So if you lose first round, you're not you either not making money or you're making a little bit of money. If you win first round, then you're in the second round bracket, you make this amount of money. Then if you go to quarterfinal, you make that much money. And that's that's where like the sport needs to get to that way because then players will be like, you know, I lost second round. I need to lose in quarters now. Right. And even if they're not beating Ben Jones or Tyson or Jay or Zane or you know, they're like, we're getting better to them and we're getting closer to them. We're getting better. We're going to make it. And and for the younger generation that are 14, 15, you know, it's huge to, to make, to make just like a little money. I mean, I remember as a kid when I played tennis, I mean, you know, like I was not winning millions or anything, but I would get like 500 bucks here. And I was like, wow, that's so good. Like, you know, I, my parents paid for my registration fee. I didn't have any notion of money. And and I was like, that's so good. You know, did you so pay I, your parents back or you kept the 500? No, no, I, no, no. I, I, never <laughs> it. I would do probably take the trash out or something, get something out of it. But like, you know, I would, uh, yeah. Uh, I would have done the same. I'm not saying you should pay, I've paid your parents back, but it's, a, it's nice to have parents who support, uh, your endeavors and, uh, and that goes a long way too for young athletes, especially, but I like that idea. I think, I think on top of that, you know, you got a young kid, uh, who it's a sacrifice to go to these tournaments and to get yeah. past the first round. And maybe after two rounds, you're 
at least have recouped some of your expenses and can yeah. put it towards your I next mean, tournament. You think about tennis, like if you're top 100 in the world, you're not expecting to win the tournaments against Djokovic, Medvedev, Nadal. You're just coming to to do your job, to be a professional athlete, get better and, and try to eventually get there. But you're not right. like, hey, if I don't win that tournament, I'm losing money. Right. And that's where we at right now is even for me, if I if I underperform in a certain way, if I'm like not finishing top five, that's an underperformance for my from my perspective. Like you know what I mean? My expectations right. are so high because I'm like I'm away from my family. I'm I'm playing that. I love the sport, but I'm also doing this full time as a job. Right. If I'm not top five, I'm not making money. This is why am I doing this? You know what I'm saying? Like yes it's it's a, a pressure and i feel like this is going to change in the future once the sport keep growing like and at the speed it has been growing i just think it's just so positive again what we're doing with the stipend is helping and we're all going in the right direction okay cool i, like I yeah i do too i think so too i mean i think as as the tournaments are gaining more sponsorship specifically mm-hmm. and as the players are as the companies are getting more business because of the sports popularity they're then able to afford more to their professional athletes so i think right now we're on this upward trend that is moving so fast compared to a lot of other sports and it'll get there i think it just takes time and uh Mm. and so yeah uh cool uh thomas you have any input at all none whatsoever okay no classic thomas uh jay did you watch the uh your do you watch replays of your matches did you watch the gold medal match because i don't know if you noticed the commentating on it but it was pretty fire no i I heard there were a lot of good feedback uh not about jay i I, I saw jay being a ball hog again but no 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 i i usually actually don't watch um the matches where i won Mm -hmm. um I don't know why. I, maybe I should. I, I watch a lot of the matches I lose, so I can try to see to what you could do better. Um, yeah, and uh, because sometimes you know it's it's weird that feeling where I'm I'm sure like you have you have experienced it before. Both of you is when you're playing, you're just like, oh my goodness, my partner was not good today. And then you look at the the tape and you're like, Man, I was not good either. You know what I mean? Like it, it just sometimes it's easier to blame your partner rather than blaming yourself. So for me, I, I never, I I try to not blame my partner because I try to understand my partner better yeah. and um, to connect better. And sometimes, you know, I, I like to understand, was it, you know, if I give you an exa- a silly example, but like if Patrick is underperforming, am I the one making him underperform? Or is he like, what could I have done better to to put less pressure on him and be more involved? So that's, that's more the thing that I'm, I look up, I, I look at and try to do better after to not replicate the same error. Right. You know? uh, well, I don't know if you know this, but Thomas and I uh, underperformed in Vegas in our bracket and I blame us both, but I bet Thomas blames just me. Uh, well, unlike Jay, I don't self-reflect when I lose only when I win. Okay. So, <laughs> you um, only replay the wins in your head. That's correct. <laughs> I'm, not even sure that we played together in Vegas. I don't. Yeah. Now, now that you're saying this, I I kind of remember, I actually remember winning. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Uh, We lost two games and then we were out Jay, uh, which. uh, Well, you won with me though, again, Jesse and Irina. Yeah. But we're killing them. I know. Oh, it felt so good. good. Can I ask you a question? Uh huh. There was a few moments where, so in between Jesse's two gold medal matches and right after Jay's gold medal match. Yeah. So Jesse still has more to play. We all go down uh, me being the uh, non-professional with Jay, Irina, Tereshenko, 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 another good friend of the podcast and Jesse Irvine. And we're playing and there's a few moments where Jesse cannot stop laughing. And I assume she's just laughing at me. I but think I don't it's know because why. you're good looking. That's what I would say. You think I'm so good looking that she found it hilarious? Yeah. She was like, I can't look at him. He's Can you be too- honest? Can you be honest with me, Jay? Why was she laughing? 
I, I don't know. I, don't know. I just, I, I or were really her and Irina talking. I really don't know. I just remember Irina and Jesse cracking up while playing, and I started laughing too, just watching them laugh. And you were like, "Are they laughing about me, or why are they laughing?" And I was yeah. just like, "I know it was about I, me, but I don't know why." <laughs> I don't know either. He just, it was just very funny. Um, but I have to say, like the for you guys to take time to play uh, with me means a lot. And Jay is one of the nicest guys on the tour. If you see him play in person, do not be afraid to go get a picture with him. Say hi, uh, even probably get a hug sometimes and uh, have him sign your paddle. So, yeah, but my theory is that's all an act. Uh, you know, he's he's but trying to get he's trying to get his competition to let their guard down. Jay's really nice. He's not. And then when he steps on the court, he's an animal. He takes but I'm not his competition. Yeah, no. I, it, yeah, but he has to do. He never that. knows who's watching, so it's this constant like aura of nice guy. Like Jay, I see right through that, dude. Okay, no, I, I, I don't. I've fallen for it. I, I, guys on the tour here. Something that um, you will. I mean, if you if, if we hang out more, Thomas, which you never want to do with me, but anyway, um, you will see. I'm a very competitive person. Um, that's where that's where whatever we're playing. I can get very annoying when we compete because I can't accept to lose. Um, ask Rafa about it. I, with Rafa, I'm a lot with him, and he always loses in cards. Ercilio loses always in cards as well. With darts, all those games, I can get very, um, uh, very annoying. That's that's my personality. I I think like when I compete, that's where I can be a uh, 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 kind of uh, you know I don't know. It's just like when you know you, how to turn it on. Yeah, you know, but like nobody likes to lose, but then there's those people right. that like, have that I'm extra. I'm just doing everything I can do to win, yeah. and and in the meantime to have fun. Um, well, that's but what makes like, it, that's the difference between a pro athlete and someone who just like enjoys it. Is that yeah. you are I there to win? I, you want very, to win. There are very few sports I can just say, "Oh, let's play," and we're have fun. I can't, and my wife yeah, hates me for that because, you know, I I, I would play anything, and she's like dude, you don't have to be competitive right now. And I'm like, yes, I do. Yes, I do. You know, it's, it, I got to win. That's, that's what it is. Like she, you know, and um, we could fight just for, for stupid things. Like just playing a card game or whatever. I would, I would just get very upset if I lose. Um, but, but the reason behind that is, you know, that's where I can compete and, and be at hundred percent. And life, I feel like personally, I feel life is too short. You never know what people are going through. Um, and, and so if you can just be, be nice to them and, and, you know, you never know, like, I, I feel like as a kid, when I was looking at top players, just them signing my tennis ball was just such a huge deal. And, and I'm like, you know, some of them were just like, I'm not signing, you know, like whatever, like, I, I feel like whoever, you don't know how, how much of an impact you have for them. Maybe it's minimal, maybe it's big. Um, maybe they need attention. Maybe they don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I I always try to put myself in everyone's shoes, and and if I can be nice to them, and I I believe that if you're nice to people, people are nice back to you. So, um, but then when it's competitive, then it's a different story. Not gonna lie. <laughs> I think. All right. I think that's a uh, a great way to to end this episode. Actually, hold up. 2022. We doing a Mario Party tournament or a Mario Tennis tournament to see how competitive Jay is, but give us kind of an equal or maybe an advantage a little bit. You get to choose, Jay. You want to play Mario Tennis on the on the Switch or Mario Party? I don't know what what is Mario Party. I know Mario Mario Kart. There's Mar We can play Mario Kart too. I would want to do Mario Kart. I'm a Mario wizard Kart. in Mario Kart. Mario Kart. Um, I might throw throw the the controller at you. I've done. It's that. okay. As long as it's not at my TV. So I have everything as long, set up as long here. As I win, you won't. You will. Be oh, fine. if I let you win, I'll, my TV will be protected. Hey, you gotta be. Hey, you gotta be. Anything smart. he can do to win. <laughs> okay, Jay, you're gonna be here in Arizona in January. Yeah. Yeah. Thomas, are you coming out to the tournament in January? Sure. Sounds like get I it am. on the books. We'll get some other pro, uh, some other pro players here. I'll host at my house. Don't get we'll too do... many because the more the more there are, the more competition there is. I don't like that. Makes it feel smaller. I think we could handpick people who are specifically bad at video games. 
Yeah, take 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 woman. Usually they don't play as much. Whoa, Ooh, we might have to cut that from the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the commenters Shots were right. Again, again, uh, no, no, but like usually, usually the the pros like. I mean, I might be wrong. I don't know. Now we have to see. So uh, we'll get a group. Jesse, Jesse doesn't play video game. I'm pretty sure. That's what I'm saying. We got to find people like that. So we'll we'll get a group of people in January. We'll make it an evening at my house uh, and uh, do some Mario karting. Yeah, right. I'm excited. I think yeah. I can win this. Thomas uh, thinks I'm, that I'm, I I'm 42, so I shouldn't be winning video games. But I, I don't play video games. So oh. N64 was popular. 20 years ago so that would be like right near that's your right, that's house right. like i used right. to skip i used to skip high school to go to target to play on their demo machine mario kart on super nintendo and i would spend hours and moms look, with little kids would come up and look at me just me and my buddies crushing it on the demo machine at target and the mom you'd hear the mom say really loud I'm sure these nice boys will let you have a turn here in a second. No. And we're, yeah, we're like, yeah, we're not. We're yeah, right. in the heat of competition yeah, right, right now. Wait. I, wait yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. We have we have to cut it here because we sure do. Go. We are going over, but this was a great episode. Jay, I think everybody's gonna really like this one. So thanks a ton for for coming on. We definitely have to do it again because I think we could have gone for another hour or more. But yeah. yeah. Thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. Jay, yeah. mon ami. Mon ami. À la prochaine. À la prochaine. À la prochaine. And Thomas, you know, we'll get closer. We'll get closer. We'll work on it. <laughs> That's Pickle Pod. Thanks, guys. Bye. We did it. <laughs>